Hey everybody and welcome to the Brand and Beyond podcast. I'm your host Chris and joined as always by my co-host Peace. And today we have a very, very exciting episode that we're very excited to show everybody. We are here and joined by the co-founder of Fly Wallet, Alejandro Fernandez. Alejandro, welcome to the show. How are you feeling today? Feeling great. Thanks for having me guys. I'm excited. Love to hear that. So please introduce yourself to our audience, a little about yourself, your background, and tell us about FlyWallet. Sure. Um, my name is Alejandra, co-founder of FlyWallet. Um, I started FlyWallet in my last year of medical school, mm-hmm. um, so I'm also a medical doctor. Mm-hmm. Um, because I really, travel always played a really significant role in my life. Um, mm-hmm. In med school, it was my ability to kind of get away, recharge, reconnect with my family um, and my friends because I've also grown up as an immigrant. Um, And I just saw too many people in my community not being able to have the same chance and opportunities that I had to travel. And it just uh, never felt fair. I wanted to give back. And I don't think money should be the reason that, you know, keeps people in, in the same place that they were born. So... Um, I created FlyWallet to empower people financially to be able to make their travel dreams a reality. So are you still a practicing doctor or is it just a degree you have or a certification you have that just sits there in the show? Right now I'm full-time on FlyWallet, but uh, yeah, practicing doctor is always something I can do. Beautiful. Uh, I mean, as you said, you segued into really tech the crypto industry being that you came from the medical field, what was that transition like? Um, was there any surprises as you made that big leap? Um, it really was just all new territory. I didn't have any background in um, any any background in finance, any background in like travel tech or entrepreneurship. Um, it really just, the drive really just came from my passion for what I was building and, and the North Star that I have, mission that I have. Um, so it would just be like in between seeing patients, I would just sit in a corner while, you know, my fellow students were chatting and, and resting. I would just be working on fly wallet, thinking of ideas, applying to pitch competitions. And as I started winning competitions here and there and getting recognition, getting people reaching out to me saying they wanted to use the prototype that I that I'd coded. Um, you know, I realized I had something here. So after graduating, I said, well, let's double down and, and pursue this opportunity that is calling to me. Um, and yeah, I've really enjoyed, um, just everything I've been able to learn along the way. So how did you run into your other co-founder? And you said like, again, within breaks, you would, you know, almost work on fly wallet. Uh, what were those breaks like? Were you coding? Were you working just on, you know, maybe Figma, just work on the product design? Like where, I mean, where did you really get started and where'd you get these skills? Yeah. Um, with, well, my co-founder I had met at Emory University many, many years before. At the time he was living in, in Israel and he had gotten his degree in like sustainable business models. Um, and he'd worked a bit with the United Nations on financial inclusion projects. So it was also financial empowerment, financial inclusion was always um, a big passion for him as well. Um, and for me, it's really when in those earliest stages as a founder, you have to get your hands dirty with everything. So um, 
yeah, there was like me drafting the UI UX design on on it wasn't Figma I used at the time, but something similar, maybe something a bit more um, simple. We created like a Wix landing page. Then when I did like a, a prototype on WordPress, so I was able to teach myself like the basic amount of code to be able to pull that off. Um, and yeah, I mean, we ended up that earliest prototype that we did. We had like hundreds of customers from around the world, like saving with us every month. Um, so that's when, yeah, we realized time to level up. <laughs> yeah, so you mentioned you're, uh, you came here as an immigrant with your family. Uh, similar to myself, I'm I'm very aware that uh, immigrant parents tend to have expectations of their kids, right? To as you you know as you almost went right, met the medical track, become a doctor or a nurse or some kind of medical practitioner. What was that relationship like with your parents saying, "Hey, I'm not doing any of this. I'm gonna get into technology, you know, better yet, crypto, something that may be you know foreign to them." What was that? What was that like? It was um, definitely a surprise. I can say I'm grateful to my parents that they like say, you know, they say like we support you and, and stuff. I know that really they were like, oh man, she's making a mistake, you know, uh, like you say, immigrant parents, it's all like be a lawyer or be a doctor and like secure, secure the bag, you know. Um, but luckily they weren't meeting me with like resistance, you know, like making my life hard and like forcing me to go down a path. Um, so they you know they definitely express their doubts and their concerns um but ultimately they know me and they know that when i set my mind to something like that's just what i'm going to do and they hope the best for me and and yeah we'll see how important was having that community especially coming from your, your family roots you know as you i mean being an early stage founder is not easy right whether it's you know denial from investors you know, potential partnerships looking for customers uh, how crucial was, you know, that strong bond and support that they offered you uh, really just in the early stages? I think, you know, I'm, I'm grateful, like I said, that I wasn't met with like resistance from them. Um, but at the end of the day, in these earliest stages, you have to be like, you're going to be the only one that believes in you. No one else is going to believe in you, not even your closest friends, your closest family, investors, like, so you have to really get comfortable with not having that community. Um, and it's like the longer that you persist and the crazier it seems to them, like, wow, she like believes in herself like a crazy amount. And she believes in this idea, like a crazy amount. That's when their belief in you will come, like if ever. So I'd say it's always good to have support and people that believe in you, you know, if you can, because that helps. But don't count on it. For sure, nothing's more important than just having that complete conviction in yourself and your mission and what you're doing. Completely agree there. So being at the medical space and just the tech space are getting literally two different arenas you're in. How would you describe the differences in practices of just cultures, values, and just your day-to-day -day, um, as a tech startup founder and at one point as a practicing medical, uh, medical doctor? Yeah, I think um, for me, the root, you know, the root North Star of how I viewed my role in medicine and how I view my role as an entrepreneur is the same and that I want to help people and that I want to give back. Um, and then each one has its own dynamic where, for example, in medicine, you know, there's the whole structure, the hierarchy and structure of the authority and, 
and the really established system of like conventional medicine and how, um, you know, how the approach is just like, look, we teach you this, don't question it, this is what works. Um, but in tech, being an entrepreneur, being my own boss, like I was really able to apply my way of thinking, my approach um, to how I want to build. And, and even though, yeah, there were maybe investors or fintech experts that were telling me, you can't do it this way. You can't pull it off um, the way you say, which is in my case, it was like offering a globally accessible financial service. Um, if it's your company, you know, you can choose to say, I'm not going to listen to you and I'm going to do it my own way. In medicine, you'd really have to like branch out, start your own practice to be able to pull those things off. So, um, yeah, I mean, every everything's possible. Everything has its own type of uh, culture around it. But if you know why you're doing what you're doing and you have your North Star, um, you can get it done no matter the industry. How do you navigate that? Um, you mentioned, like you said, you know, you could, of course, go the medical route and deal with all those those issues. But speaking just towards FlyWallet, you know, there's definitely, you know, people who like to deem themselves as experts within the fintech market marketplace, you know, understanding, you know, the crypt, uh, crypto, uh, how it fluctuates within just the global markets as it seems. I mean, now, I mean, it seems more vi uh, viable than ever, but uh, how do you handle, you know, people saying, now nah, you're doing it the wrong way. This is how you're supposed to do it. Or, hey, I see what you're doing, but let me show you or, you know, pull you along so I can put you on. Like, how, how did the... How did you move forward to those kind of moments? I think for me, it was really trusting myself, trusting my intuition, because like even after like the like the launch of our prototype, like right after we launched it, I remember, boom, COVID hit. So everyone was like, oh, you have a travel startup like that's it for you. All the experts are saying travel is going to take at least 10 to 15 years to recover. And I was just like that's not true. Like, I don't know if it was my personal experience as like an immigrant traveler that it's like, I don't care if there's a global pandemic, like I'm like the need I have to go and see my, my friends and my relatives in my home country, like is so strong, like families are in different countries, like that need to be with your family um, is like not gonna, it's not gonna just be on pause for 10 years, like that's impossible. Um, so I think I just always had this foresight and this intuition and this ability to trust myself that's key because you have to be able to like listen and humble yourself and be like, that's good advice. That's actually good insight. But you also have to be confident enough. And there's a line between confidence and arrogance to say, you know, I respect your opinion and I understand you have a label as an expert, but you're also human. And there's also reasons why you think the way you do, whether it's your background, like maybe you're white and you don't understand the perspective, the immigrant perspective, or, you know, that maybe in finance, you're in this box of how the system has always been. But in terms of crypto and Web3, there's a new system that's coming that nobody, no matter how big of an expert you are, can predict. And, you know, just see that other people are also human. and just because they might have a label or maybe some more years in a specific industry doesn't make them um, better at predicting the future than you. So clearly you lead with conviction, right? How does that translate to you 
being a leader with your team, right? I mean, we're not familiar with how many individuals you work with, in particular, full-time, part-time contractors, but how does your conviction, uh, how does that relate to your your team members to help you know push forward your, your vision, your product, and how do you intend on relaying that conviction to prospective candidates that you'd be looking to hire in the near future? Yeah, um, I think I maintain a similar balance with the team because you need to be confident enough that they can trust you to be like, yeah, like this is going to go all the way. They're going to keep raising. Like I believe in what they're doing and why they're doing it. Um, but then I also bring that humility into the space where it's not like I'm the founder, you're my employee. So you listen to what I do, like what I tell you to do. No, it's like everyone that's been chosen to join the team like we hired you because we want you to tell us what to do. We want you to be autonomous. We want you to grow in your role um, and reach your own, you know, personal goals and, and dreams and and build out the skills that you want to build out. So I would say it's that, that same balance between, you know, conviction and, and humility. Um, but it also ties back into what I was saying earlier. And some of our team members have expressed this to us that, Kind of like when you believe in yourself and, and in your product, like a crazy amount, like everyone around you like starts to as well. Um, and I think the great company culture that we have is also because everyone on the team really believes in what we're doing and is using the product and has experienced the pain point and are immigrants themselves. Um, so I think that bond is a bit stronger than just like, I pay you to do what I tell you to do. Um, is key moving forward and we want to maintain that as we scale so you mentioned how some of your your team members are immigrants do you feel as if that is a part of your your i, I guess your root culture and is that something you anticipate on you know using to leverage to find the the right team members for you guys uh, how would you describe the culture uh, currently and how you how do you really anticipate to expand and build on that moving forward yeah a hundred percent i would say that foundation is is key um, it's not necessarily like they have to check the box technically being an immigrant, but for us really like diversity of thought is really important. So that comes from diversity of background and diversity of culture and, and yeah, like you, that they can relate to the pain point that we're addressing is really important. Um, because it's always great to have talent, but if the talent can't really, wouldn't use the product themselves, um, it's just like not the fit that we're looking for. So, uh, yeah, I hope that answers your question. For sure, for sure. Totally understand that. Um, so FlyWallet to me is such an interesting company and what you guys are doing. And something that we're curious about is how do you and your team look to really position FlyWallet as a brand, you know, in a space with other very big name brands in terms of travel and obviously in the crypto industry, um, as well, like how are you looking to position your brand to your consumer? And also, you know, how do you look to position your brand towards potential candidates, the, your employer brand potentially as you keep moving forward to the future? I know two part question, so please. Yeah. Um, our brand, like we don't want there to be any like conflict with how the users already like book travel. We want to be just kind of like an add on to that experience. So say you always book um, from Expedia, for example, and you go on Expedia and you say, hey, like you just I saw, you know, I saw that you're looking at this uh, this package to Ghana that's like 
you know, $1,400, you can start saving for it today, you know? And so to be able to just build up a travel fund over time, send that fund to your friends and relatives all around the world, no matter what country they're from, and have them be able to contribute to your travel fund and then be able to spend that anywhere. And then no matter what brand you spent at, if they want to give you some sort of reward or cash back um, for saving and committing funds to them or for making purchases with them. Like FlyWallet can kind of be that one-stop shop for everything, for the saving, for the booking, for the earning rewards, maybe for even the place where the airlines give you refunds in the case of some sort of delay or cancellation. Um, so we really see ourselves like coexisting um, with all these other players. Um, and and yeah, for for the end user, it's not really about technology that that we're doing and and how we put that forward. It's just really like all about the value. So almost like to repackage what what Chris was asking. Uh, when you look to make branding efforts, right in the you know in the I guess you could say in the realm of the expedience of the world you look to take a different angle than they do to either attract more users or potential candidates? Like what is, what is the angle you guys like to approach in terms of, Hey, this is our employer branding angle. This our employer branding angle because Expedia already does this. Let's, you know, you know, take something from their book and go this direction. How do you, how do you approach that? I mean, when it comes to consumers, we just look for like win-win opportunities. So ways to like cross, like to, cross promote and you know um do collaborations like everything for we don't even see like we have the thesis of that we don't have any competitors like every competitor is a potential partner like that's how we view things and in terms of just uh the messaging that we want to put across you know on our social media on our landing page to our community it's really just uplifting the voices of of the people that we service, of our customers, of their stories, of their pain points, of their needs, because the one thing I do notice with all these other players, especially the big ones, is that the community that we're creating Flywalk for is completely overlooked. Um, maybe because these bigger players think that they don't spend as much per trip, because usually they're just spending on the flight and, and then they're staying with their, their relatives. So they're not paying for accommodations and then activities and then all these tours. It's not like the the leisure flip flops like tour travel. It's like a more real and like human experience. And putting that voice forward and those stories forward um, is also the way that we, you know, want to structure our brand because it's not from the outside looking in, but it's really like the true authentic feeling on the inside and bringing that out and telling that story. See, I think that's interesting. Uh, how would you, how would you almost describe the response of that community, right? So you amplify the individuals, that niche community that you guys do value, right? The ones that typically aren't, you know, seem to be the traveling type, if you if you call it that, right? How have you seen that community almost reward you? Is it through maybe like reposts? Is it through them, you know, spreading the word? Um, I think that's really cool because usually when we think employee branding, people think maybe it's a, a maybe a new marketing initiative or rebrand, you know, color palette, whatever. But uh, it seems like you guys tend to look at employer branding as a, you know, let's amplify the people that love us the most and then just build on top of that and see where that takes us. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think, you know, ultimately 
what makes a good business and what makes a strong business um, is if you're putting your customer first because they're the ones paying you at the end of the day, you know? So I think, I don't I don't really understand the philosophy of businesses that put money first because I think ultimately you put your customer first, that's going to reward you in the future because they're the ones that are going to give you natural, authentic testimonials. They're the ones that's going to tell their friends and families to sign up and to um, and to use FlyWallet. So um, if you put yourself in the shoes of what it feels like to be a customer in this world where everyone feels like everything feels like someone's trying to sell you something, um, it just seems kind of obvious to me that that would be the way to go. Definitely. Yeah, it, everything does seem very, very transactional, unfortunately, but the people who are able to build those authentic relationships will definitely reap those awards at the end of the day. Um, so obviously crypto, new, exciting space, Web3, super interesting to me um, and obviously to you. Um, so is there anyone in the crypto space uh, that you look up to? Are you getting inspired from any other founders? Maybe also in the, I guess, what is it, crypto travel space? Is that how you describe FlyWallet, right? Or just in general, anyone in the Web3 world that you're like, wow, I'm getting inspired by what these people are doing right now? Yeah, I think the the Web3 space is is kind of really saturated with either get rich quick schemes or really techie bro type of initiatives that just don't resonate with yeah. regular people where people are like, I get like you're taking a tech and you're like trying to force utility on top of it and, and use cases on top of it rather than like coming with a use case and seeing what type of tech you need to um to make to solve that real world problem so um i always was able to really spot projects that i feel don't fall into that realm of everyone else um so the big one for us was the cello foundation um the founders of the cell foundation are amazing and their mission has always been just like prosperity for all, financial inclusion for all, and doing it on a blockchain that's carbon neutral, so also good for the environment. Um, and that really aligned with our core values at FlyWallet, is just, which is to offer a financial service that's globally accessible. So when we saw that and we reached out to them, they immediately embraced us. They immediately understood the value of having a use case that is practical to the mainstream. So that's why at FlyWallet we consider ourselves Web 2.5, you know, because we bridge um, the old with the new rather than just, you know, being too far forward. Um, so yeah, we, we really look up to them. They've given us a lot of support um, and we've been able to co-develop this new version of FlyWallet now that's accessible to anyone, no matter where you're from, you can you can save, which has been a huge milestone for us. That's really, really cool. And again, what you're building with FlyWallet, we really think is really special. And we're excited to see where that goes, honestly. Um, so a little role playing right now, Alejandra. I'm someone, right? I'm, I'm currently in the medical field or I'm a, I'm a lawyer um, in the finance world. And I'm thinking, I really want to start a tech startup similar to you, right? What advice would you give that person to say, hey, just take that leap of faith? What would you say to that person? I would say um, really know why you're doing it. 
what are you doing it for? And does that why, you know, you have to have that self-awareness and, and does that why, does that reason really align with what's going to make you happier or what you think your purpose is in the life that you have? Because if you're doing it for the clout, if you're doing it for the money, there's better ways to make money. Um, and that probably isn't going to lead to you feeling fulfilled and motivated as things start to get hard. So if you have your why really clear, um, you know, you're going to be able to to navigate all the hard times that inevitably will come. Like when I first had the idea for Fly Wallet, I asked myself like, okay, an idea like this to really, you know, take it all the way is going to take at least 10 years. So if I give, if I, you know, commit to giving 10 years of my life to this, and it doesn't work out, am I going to have regrets? And I think that if you can confidently answer that question as, no, I won't have regrets about the journey, um, then you can trust that it's the right move to make. Certainly, uh, having having that sort of really authentic mission is, is without a doubt the way to go. So question we love to ask everybody here on the Brand and Beyond podcast, what's one question you'd have for an operator, founder, whoever it may be, that would help you along your journey right now in your career as you continue to move forward with FlyWallet and just in general? Um, I don't know who, who I would ask. Oh, yeah, I would ask. One of the founders I look up to a lot is the, the founder of Canva. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. We had a similar background in that um, she didn't have any experience being mm -hmm. a founder before, any experience fundraising or building mm -hmm. a business um and went through you know gruesome fundraising efforts of like mm -hmm. hundreds of investors telling her no um and started the company with her husband and now they've sold you know they've made billions they're billionaires now so i would just like to ask her you know seeing the position i'm in uh what advice she would have for me like is it worth it at the end like um you know, if there's anything that she would do differently or I don't know, like, I don't know how she feels or if, or is it really like, no, I followed my North Star. I stuck to my gut and now like life is good. You know, I would like to get a peek at what's at the end of the rainbow. Yeah, I, I love that. Getting a peek at the end of the rainbow. Yeah, but absolutely. The Canva founders are legendary, legendary people. Uh, but Alejandra, it's been absolutely fantastic. You've been nothing short but wonderful. Please tell the audience where can they find more about you? Where can they find out more about Fly Wallet and anything else you'd like to plug? Yes. So Fly Wallet um, at Fly Wallet on Instagram at flywallet.io on TikTok and at Fly underscore Wallet on Twitter. Um, and me, I'm also on Twitter at Asferna, A-S-F-E-R-N-A, 2810. And DMs completely open for anyone that wants to connect or, you know, ask me questions or just, um, you know, make a friend. I'm here. And and yeah. You heard her, ladies and gentlemen. You want to go connect with her? Go go over there to their Twitter and say something nice. Tell her you heard it on the Brand and Beyond podcast. Well, Alejandra, again, like I said, you've been absolutely fantastic. Thank you for taking the time. And for everyone listening to the Brand and Beyond podcast, until next time.